to this episode of What the Fuck Did She Just Say? I have a friend of mine joining me today. How are you, Re? I am well, thank you. How are you? Good. Um, I actually um, just had a quick chat to Re before we recorded this and I'm like, oh, what what do we say you are? Like, what do you do? And her reply was like, I'm a wizard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, fuck yeah, you can be a wizard. Um, (laughs) Why not? I know, right? Um, But Re is a mindset and business coach um, and we crossed paths. Well, that's what she is now. She's been many a things, as have I. Um, (laughs) But we met many, many moons ago. I'm thinking like 2011. Um, Yep, that sounds right. Yeah, when I had my hair salon, I think I was did your hair and makeup for a photo shoot. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. So we met many, many moons ago. And then I feel like obviously it was just like, oh, hey, I like you. Hey, I like you. Let's be friends. <laughs> yeah, pretty and much. Then, yeah, and then it's brought us to now, you know, almost 12 years later, Um and the reason I've gotten Re on today is because she was one of the first people I messaged after I had a sexual experience earlier this year. Um, and Re has just been one of those friends that has uh, always been open to conversation. Um, and throughout the years as I've known her and followed along with her journey, I know she's explored herself um along the way as well as at one stage being a boudoir photographer and empowering women to explore their sexuality and femininity within that realm for sure um and so what we're going to talk to you guys about today or what we're going to share is just a little bit of a conversation about sex basically (laughs) Let's talk about sex, baby. Yeah. Let's talk about you and me. <laughs> All the good things That's and the bad things that there can be. <laughs> Let's talk about sex. Woo. Let's talk about sex. <laughs> and it's one of those things when I asked Rita to jump on this interview with me, she's like, "That's not really what I do or what I talk about." But okay. And I'm like, in Ooh. a way, it is. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> It's not something I advertise, but it definitely, like, I literally had a conversation with my level of limitless clients, which is like my high end uh, 12 month container. And I sent them a video of the leg spreader that I just bought like the other week. <laughs> so it is a conversation I do have. I just don't advertise it. Yeah. You don't have a module built around it yet. No, I don't, I don't, I don't advertise. Like, come be one of my VIP clients as I share videos with me with a leg spreader on. Uh, <laughs> It's just not, that's not how I do things. But now you guys know if you're interested, hit me in the DMs. That's exactly right. It could be a whole other business built off of this one podcast. It could, it could be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. And so I'm going to get to like a bit of the specifics about what we're talking about today. Um, Because it's one thing, like I am 34. So in my 34th year of being on this planet and... I lost my virginity when I was 15, so almost with tw- in 20 years of being sexually active and, you know, all of that, I didn't know 
that this particular form of orgasm was a thing. I didn't know our bodies could do this particular action um, until I experienced it this year for the first time. And what is this Um, particular action you're speaking (laughs) of, Cassie? (laughs) So what we're talking about is squirting. Oh, we're going down that path, are we? That's where we're going. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, we're, it's where balls to the wall, no, tits to the walls, or vagina flaps to the walls. I mean, squirts to the wall by the sounds of it. My husband is in another room and he's going to hear this and be like, why are you talking about squirting on a wall? <laughs> yeah, and you'll just, but you'll walk out and you'll be like, oh, I was just talking to Cass. And he'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> It'd be like, that's all right. That's a conversation you have with that filthy bitch. Yes. Um, but yeah, so for me, it was like an eye opener, not only physically, like, but in the reality of going, fuck, I don't even know what my body is capable of. Yeah. Like, I don't even actually really truly understand all that I need to know about sex. Yes. Like, and I really experienced, like, my, I was having sex with a good friend of mine that I've known since, like, grade eight, and we reconnected. Um, so there was definitely a massive level of um, familiarity, familiarity there. Um, I was drunk. I was stoned. Um, <laughs> like he was a friend and he knew exactly what he was doing and what he was going for. So I think that's like, you know, the big factor of it. Um, But it was insane. I felt afterwards, I felt so feminine and so connected to my body more than I ever have before. And I messaged Re, and I said to her, I'm like, Oh my God, this is, this just happened. She's like, yeah, it's a thing. I'm like, I didn't know it was a thing. Like, does everyone do it? And we had a bit of a chat about it. But then you actually directed me to the Yoni Pleasure Palace. Yes, I did. <clears throat> the sacred squirter is my Yes. Friend. You recommended me to a um yeah, a glass dildo that they've got, which then linked me to a and then you're like, Oh, there's actually a video on there that explains how to do it. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? Is there like <laughs> porn on this website? Like I'm fully thinking that like like how is she explaining how you do this without it being like pornographic and it's not there's this gorgeous woman rosie rosie Rees, if you follow her on facebook and she's just walking through these rice paddy fields in bali and she's just sitting there and just talking about connecting to your body and how you can do it and the angle and all of that kind of stuff and i was just blown away so i owe a lot of that to you re oh <laughs> look you know, I, I would love to say that you're my first to say that, but you're not. I've, <laughs> I've had I've had multiple friends who are just like I owe my sexuality expression to you, and I'm like, why? Thank you. That's such an honor. Um, but yeah. no, if it, it does feel really good because I mean, I help people make money, but what actually makes me way more excited is that people are having better sex. So maybe one day I'll just focus straight on relationships. But um. <laughs> It's true. Like sex is way better than money. Um, yeah. 
fucking own. <laughs> yeah, well, good sex. I mean, there's there's shitty sex out there, and we want to make sure you're all having good sex. So you're so welcome because I think I think it's crazy that there's so many people out there that didn't get to learn this kind of stuff, and I didn't learn it when I was young. You know, um, my mum didn't really give me that conversation, and she didn't really. I remember one time I heard my mum having sex with some dude and I was like, mum, what are you doing in there? That sounds really fun. <laughs> I know that you know my mum too. Sorry, mum, yeah. you're shouting out to your sex life to the world. But and even then she just went bright red and was just like, oh, I'll tell you when you're older. And I was like 15. And I'm like, come on, mum, like what the hell are you doing in there? It sounds so fun. Like why yeah. can't I do that? And yeah. then, and she just was she just w- wouldn't do it. She wouldn't tell me. And I was like, she what the tell. fuck? And then I think it took like a couple of years for her to kind of still tell me. But even then, like, she was still kind of embarrassed. So yeah. I learned that there was a lot of embarrassment. And that's like a lot of people, not everyone, but most people that I come across are like, yeah, there is an embarrassment piece to the sex part because their parents or their mum was embarrassed about sexuality and like hit it under the rug. And then there's people like my husband is so like totally cool with his body and he can walk around naked and he's never had any sexual shame because his mum was so like, you know, this is your body. You can do whatever you want as long as you're, you know, this is your body to do whatever you want to do with it. And it kind of gave him that permission slip from a very young age of just like, it's okay. Like this is normal. You know, oh, you found out what your penis is. That's awesome. This is what you do with it. Just don't go like coming all over people without their permission. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go flashing people in public. Yeah. Whereas I never got that from my mum. My mum was super, and my brother didn't get that from our, like my dad either, you know. So it really does come back to the history of the parents and what they taught us. So a lot of people came from that era of parents that were super embarrassed by it. So it's become such a big thing now, you know, like a lot of people, there's people out there that are putting blood on their faces from their menstrual cycle with connecting with the moon and whatever. Yeah. That yeah. would have never ever happened at the scale that it's currently happening on with our parents because there was so much taboo around it where it's, a, it's coming out of the closet as such um, these days, which is super exciting. You know, people get to express however they want to express, which is super exciting. So you're welcome, oh, exactly. Yeah, and that's exactly right. And I think that's the thing is it, it's finding those people that you can share that with because I have some friends that I probably wouldn't have these conversations with. And yeah. then I've got some friends who, like, that's all we fucking talk about. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. But it very much is, like you're saying from the parents, it's very much in our sort of our upbringing. And, yeah. like, yeah, we have sex ed and we have all that kind of stuff at school. But they don't teach you about orgasms. They don't no. teach you about what your body's capable of and what it can do. Like, they don't teach you about the pleasure in it. They just no. teach you about the scary stuff. And the procreation. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's just for breeding. Um, it's not for fun, you know. And yeah. the thing that I find as well, on the other side of an orgasm, is so much creativity. Like oh, I yeah. find, you know, if I've had like good sex, the next day I'm like, I can conquer the fucking world. Yeah, like, well, it, it's the root chakra, my dude. Yeah, exactly. and that's where money's come from too. Money, yeah, money and orgasms are like so heavily linked that if you're not manifesting 
and setting that intention of whatever you're manifesting right now for all the woo-woo people out there, do it before sex because seriously, it's like next level manifestation. When we were um, manifesting our house, we were shit, you know, we'd be like, let's, we're manifesting our house, let's fucking do it, literally. And we were just like, we would literally <laughs> fuck on manifesting for our house. Like, yeah, like we're yes. fucking kings, we're going to do this. <laughs> Imagine, imagine this in our new bedroom. Yeah, yeah on the kitchen bench, on the floor, <laughs> up against in the your, wall. Well, well, you have manifested that house. In I have. I, I, yeah, and, and in the pool, like, why not? Right, it's, it's great. No neighbors; and, they can't and, hear us. Yeah. Well, depending on how loud you get. Uh, <laughs> but that's that is the thing. Like, it's just there's so much power to it and connecting with your body but I think for so long we've just been programmed and taught to disconnect because we've been programmed and taught to just remain human not to actually connect with our higher selves not to try and understand more about ourselves or the world or the universe or any of that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um and that's what I really think as well it's really important for women um to step into their feminine and honest to god I probably have only met one woman in my life who I know is like purely in her feminine mm-hmm. and she was this gorgeous I can't even remember her fucking name but she was this gorgeous um healer singer representer that came to a com- uh, two two retreats that I've been to up the Sunshine Coast and this woman just oozed femininity um and was so flow and free and oh she was just fucking gorgeous but every other woman I know and not it's this is not a bad thing in any way whatsoever but pretty much every other woman in my life um we have bursts of being in our feminine but the rest of the time we're living in our masculine because we've got so much shit to fucking do Mm. like we've got families to run kids to bring up businesses to fucking run like and also, like, I know you said that it's not a bad thing, but in a way it kind of is because we've taken mm. ourselves away mm-hmm. completely from who we are at the core. It's not saying that we can't be masculine because if people know me, they know that I, I do sit in my masculine quite a lot, just like you do. Mm. However, yeah. it, there is an important piece of entwining femininity into everything that we do. Mm-hmm. And something I wanted to mention that is a lot of the time – people that are in, like women that are in business because they're dominantly in their masculinity. Also being a mum can be very masculine because you're like, we've got to do this, we've got to get ready for school, action, action, action. Yeah. Right? So we are quite in our masculine quite a lot, doing the doing and feminine is the being. A lot of the time women utilise sex as their space of safety to surrender but the mm-hmm. problem is, is that because they're in their masculinity so often, the man feels emasculated in the day-to-day life that they don't feel like they have the capacity to be primal and be penetrative, is that the word, in their yeah. energy to then like devour the woman in their feminine when they want to surrender in the bedroom because they haven't, the man doesn't have the capacity to actually be that masculinity in the day. Yeah, because they've sort of they've like they're polar opposites. They're yeah, like, they've you want me to be into this that. Way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then there's like, oh, the woman flicks a switch and goes, oh, "I now have sex with me," and the man's just like, "Well, I haven't really had that space to be dominant, right?" Yeah. So I think it's really important to start to 
bring in the feminine throughout the day so that then when there is space and created space for sex, the woman is in a space of surrender, but the man also has that space to step into that masculine, to have that penetrative energy. You know, I know that sounds Mm -hmm. crazy, but have you ever met, and we were talking about this in the training that I just went to, you know how you have like a lot of flamboyant men where like they just look at you and they're, they're definitely not gay, but you can't, you know that they're possibly straight, but you also think they're gay, but they're actually completely straight, right? They're like that real flamboyant vibe. And then there's men that you take one look at and you know that they could penetrate every interview, even if they're not attractive. They just have that energy. Well, that's that's the energy that I'm talking about is you need to give that man, get your man that space to get into that energy so that you can surrender and actually get pleased the way that you want to as well as him being in a space where he pleases you the way he wants to please you. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm just going to throw this out here because I have, you know, lots of female, gay, lesbian, queer, Mm -hmm. all all Mm -hmm. the, you know, alphabetic Mm -hmm. dynamics in my life. That's where a lot of, like, gay couples struggle because they've got, like, the two energies that are similar. But then also that's where in, like, those relationships, like, I've got quite a few friends and they're like, our sex life is great. Between. But they just are clear and communicate, you're going to be the dominant one, you're going to be essentially the submissive one like and so they can flick between it whereas I find if you are in a heterosexual where it's like female female male male because of the I guess again the upbringing and the programming yeah where to go with it yeah and I think that that's the communication piece and also it's important for men to surrender um during sex too like it's not it's not all the time the woman surrenders because men sometimes want to surrender too and then like and they be ravished right yeah but i find that specifically i'm just talking specifically to women that are in a relationship with a male and they are business owners like the woman's a business owner i find that the space they go to for femininity is during sex however the man doesn't feel like they're masculine enough Mm -hmm. to then be equipped to uh, to devour the woman that wants to surrender because they're being yeah. so emasculated and that's usually when a lot of them get really shit sex because like you didn't just you didn't like they say you didn't fuck me <laughs> yeah you didn't <laughs> because, give me what i needed yeah and because of because they didn't have the space to be the male when they needed it either so and yeah, that, and exactly and you're right when it comes to like um same sex couples is because they have that communication piece where they can they can flip between the other and this mm-hmm. is where like and I don't again I don't know the full experience of being in a same sex relationship because I don't identify with that however that's where that that conversation is of like she wears the pants because yeah. that means because not all the time but sometimes there's one woman that is more masculine predominantly. Yeah. And that's because they sit in that space. And mm-hmm. it's the same with um, male relationships. Is like one is, like, what do they call it? The pillow. It's so fucked that they say it. But like the pillow biter, that, that's, yeah. that, that, I know it's such a horrible thing, but that comes. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, it's, it's that conversation of top or bottom. Like, yeah. 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 And yeah. it comes from the yeah. conversation of one is more feminine than the other. Than the other. Yeah. So that's yeah. where it's come from. And then they're terrible terms. And I, I don't know what the correct, I don't even know if there is a correct term for it, but that's where it's come from. It's just like one is more softer and, and sits more in the feminine than the other. 
And as long as you're aware of that dynamic mm-hmm. and you utilize it in all areas of your relationship, then you're going to have better relationships and you're going to have better sex. You just need to oh, know exactly. where you sit in that. Right. Yeah, and I think that's sure. super important. And then knowing how mm-hmm. to switch into it. So like, Ashley, my husband's a stay-at-home dad and obviously I'm the worker. So, like, we have things in place so I know when he can switch into his masculine more mm-hmm. and then me switch into my feminine so we do have great sex every time. Yeah, yeah. And if and we didn't have that, we'd have terrible sex. Yeah, yeah. And that's – and, like, you know, relationships are built and based just on sex and things like that. But that's part of the connection. Like, yeah. that's part of the – relationship that's part of being together and like you all like generally if you see a relationship going downhill the first thing that goes is the sex the sex yeah you know it's because they don't have that connection anymore like and that's why so so many people cheat is because the connection piece is gone yeah and that they love the they love the partner so much that they don't Mm want to leave but that void is completely missing and they don't know how to find it and they and they yeah. crave it so much, and that's that's not all the time that happens, but most of the time cheating occurs because they love the partner so much, but that that avoidance of not getting that connection from where they want it from, they can't ignore it anymore, so they seek it elsewhere. They seek it elsewhere, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, as well, like sex, like it's not sex isn't just you know dick in vagina. That's <laughs> correct. That's penetrative like, sex. Penetrative sex. Unless we're and talking dildos and sacred yeah. sweaters and butt plugs and all the things. <laughs> that's all about the podcast, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the thing. Is like it's it's there is more to it and more about the connection. And again, that is a whole other fucking podcast. But there yes. are other ways that you can remain connected. But I think bringing back to what we started with for me, um, it's just understanding what your fucking body can do. Like as a woman. There's like a minimum of three organs. Like there's so many different ways that you can have an orgasm, but you can have a clitoral orgasm. You can have like a squirting orgasm. Then you can just have like a regular, you know, penetrative orgasm. Like, God, I can teach you how to fucking have an orgasm with your breath and no fucking penetration or any sensation, you know, in your vagina area like there is so much power within our body and i just don't think enough women understand what their bodies are capable of yes and so i really think like for me a lot of it comes back to like when you were doing the boudoir photography and the power in that like you literally could see a woman transform from start to you know in the space of a couple of hours yes like and that's just about understanding and feeling connected and enjoying and loving on their body and yeah you know that was a clear way to do it you know they got the hair and makeup done they put on some sexy lingerie and they were in a great environment with you and things like that but what would be some other ways or other things that I guess maybe what you do or we could recommend and share with these badass women on how to sort of connect to that that feminine like yes we have the surface level stuff you know like hair and makeup nice clothes nice lingerie dress up like that kind of stuff but what else is there that maybe you would recommend that might be a little bit deeper than that you know sure that stuff so I'll start I'm going to call it, rather than it being feminine, let's talk about pleasure rather than it just being yeah. feminine. So, like, let's, let's talk about ritual that we can create more pleasure in our life, starting from self-pleasure 
before mm-hmm. including somebody else. So let's mm. just say you're really, really disassociated from your body and the idea of allowing anybody into your energy or into your vagina be makes you like whole body turn and your vagina might even have clenched up by now after hearing mm. this conversation. Let's start there. Yep. Which that's a huge thing. That, it like is. the vaginism and the, that sort of stuff, that's massive. Yeah. Massive. 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 So, yeah. So start there. If you want to, like deep down in your soul, you're like, I really actually want to want somebody and I want to have someone in my energy, but I feel so disassociated right now. The first thing to start with is, obviously I can't really show you because we're on audio, but I want you to put your, you can do it as we speak as long as you're not driving. I want you to put your, <laughs> fin- <laughs> I want you to put your fingertips together. As like, do your hands are together and your fingertips, just your fingertips are touching. And then from your left hand, you're going to run your left fingers down your right palm to your elbow. And then you're going to go up all the way up back to your fingertips. And then you're going to drop your right hand down your left arm to your elbow. So what this does is it brings your body, it brings you back to your body. And you're Mm -hmm. also getting to really focus on the very, very tips of your fingers touching your arms. And it's creating a small amount of pleasure. And then as you get comfortable with that, you can then take it further. So you bring the fingers down all the way up to your, um, your shoulder and then you go back to your fingers and then you can start from the top of your head and running your hands down your face. You can like, you know, massage your eyebrows. You can rub your cheeks. You could like run your fingers across your lips. You can mm-hmm. run it down your neck and then you could do that all the way down your body mm-hmm. and take it bit by bit as like, the more and more you get comfortable. So that's one piece. Another thing if you want to go a bit further than that is something that you can do in the shower. So right, you know how when we get in the shower, like we quickly like chuck soap under our armpits, shave our armpits, rod our face, do our hair, brrr, and then out, out the shower. <laughs> do what well, needs to be done. Yeah. yeah. That's, well, that's how I do showers when I have a three and a half year old. Yeah. However, <laughs> to connect back with your body, actually take some time. So actually like get the soap and start from your ankles and like slowly massage all the parts of your body. And then, and at the same time in your mind saying like, thank you, I love you. Thank you, I love you. Thank you, I love you. And literally just go all the way up your body, making sure that every part of your body has been cleaned as such. Obviously make sure you have good quality pH balance, no chemical shit soap um, (laughs) when you do this. A little eco plug while she's there. Oh, also, you don't want soap in your vagina. That's so bad for the balance. No, that's anyway, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Um, or you can do it after you get out of the shower and use, like, coconut oil. So rather than, like, cleaning yourself mm. in the shower, you can just, well, please clean yourself in the shower. But afterwards, <laughs> get coconut oil <laughs> and utilise that as a moisturiser and do the same process. So making sure that you've you know, hit every single um, part of your body and then do the whole thank you, I love you. So that's another yeah. piece. And then to go even further than that, I find a lot of people um, like with their actual self-pleasure practice, AKA masturbating, like they'll literally get it in, flip the bean, get it done kind of thing. They just yeah. want, they're so goal orientated. So my yeah. homework for you guys that are interested in this is actually to create some space where you allow yourself to explore different ways of pleasure. So this mm-hmm. could be like, think of all the senses, Right. Um, you have beautiful music playing, you can have a candle playing, you can have essential oils playing, you can have like a really nice blanket down on the bed. Um, you can have the windows open for the breeze, like whatever is your favorite flavor, then do that. 
Mm-hmm. And then start like slowly. You can u- utilize like different senses on your body. So you could use like a light feather. You might be into leather. So you might have like a leather whip or something that you can just run across your body. Some people I know you can get body candle wax. So it's a candle that burns, but the wax is at a temperature when it hits your body, it kind of turns into an oil, which is like a mm-hmm. heat exposure that you could try just to see if you like that. Ice is another one, like just feeling that um, the sensation of ice on your body. So just like give yourself that space to explore the senses that you like, which is amazing. So when you get to the point of inviting someone into the bedroom with you, you can say, Hey, these are all the things that I actually love. Do you want to experience it with me rather than Mm -hmm. going, I don't know. You just know what you do and then go, Oh my God, that was the worst sex of my life because I didn't actually tell them what I want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that would be, I think they're like the main pieces that would get you I to think that they're, point. Yeah, really great starting points. And especially like the shower thing. Like I know for me, so for me in my situation, I'm very masculine. Mm-hmm. Like we all know that. <laughs> and so what I'm finding at the moment is I'm really attracting these guys who want full like dominatrix style shit. And for me, oh, delicious. I'm very... I'm, but see, that's the thing for me. I'm so masculine. Like you were saying earlier, when I get into the bedroom, I want to fully surrender. I'm the one that wants to be fucking tied up. Like I'm the one that wants to actually just submit, but because I have presented myself so fucking masculine, the guys that I'm finding, that's, that's how they are. Cause they're just going off of the energy that I'm fucking giving out. Like, and that's the people that I'm attracting. So for me, I'm trying to work on really moving out of that energy, you know, when I can, because I want to call in that, you know, big, strong man, basically. Like, so here's a coaching coaching piece for you, Cass. What's to say that you can't have both? Well, you definitely can. You definitely fucking can. Um, Just for me right now, I don't want both. I want to be strong. I want to get my fucking shit done. And then I want to be tied up and fucked. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I want to be, I want, like, for me. So when I I say both, what I mean (laughs) is that you can still be super masculine and get tied up and fucked. You're talking oh, you to someone can. that literally does that. I'm super masculine. Oh, yeah, and no, you get but what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, no. But for me right now, the men that I'm, like the people that I'm yeah. attracting are that type of person. And it like, could be just a communication piece. Yeah, well, mm, yeah, nah, they're all just like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. So well, then you'd be like, okay, see you, next. Boss. Yeah, literally, next. But for me, I feel that there's um, some bigger work outside of even in the relationship or even in with another person that I am working on within my energy to be able to call in the right person. Yeah. Um, and then the question for you is like, where else in life do you need to surrender? Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I have this amazing, I have this amazing artwork in my room from, I think it's Alexis runes or rains or something from Instagram. And yeah. it literally says, can I surrender a little bit more? And yeah. I look at it like every fucking day and I'm like, yes, bitch, I can try. <laughs> Fuck trying. If you don't try and drop a pen, Cassie, I dare you to try and drop a pen. No, I'll just drop it. Exactly. 
There's no such thing as trying. No, that's exactly right. I'll, and, try, I'll try and have a better orgasm. No, just surrender and you'll have a better orgasm. Yes, Hello. and that's the hugest thing. It's that concern. And I know with the women that I've had conversations around with the squirting and things like that now, they're some of them get to a point where they're self-conscious because they don't want to squirt because it does make a mess. Yeah. So then they're holding back and it's like, oh man, like there's so, so many. Like, for those women, where else are you holding back in your life? <laughs> yeah, fucking oath. And that's the thing for me with this experience. It was in January and the experiences that I've had since, it opens up so much more within my life, not just sexually. Yeah. So it's, there's been a new power discovered and I just want women to know that and women to understand that because it's a conversation that, like we were saying earlier, it's not often had, especially through our younger years when we are experiencing these things and getting to know our body. Yeah. It's things that aren't under- understood. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the was... day, like, if you guys don't want to squirt, like, let's, let's bring it back to that No, piece. it's like, not about if, that. Yeah. No, but if, it's, if you guys don't want to, then that's okay. And also some people can't. Yeah. Some people can't. And then, then it's talking about the mess. Like, let's just say, let's run with the mess piece. So your friend thinks it's a mess. So like, what can you do to make, make space for mess? Yep. You know, it doesn't have to happen every single time. It's just mm-hmm. like, well, I'm going to put like, you can put, put a towel down. Like we mentioned, Yoni Palace, they have squirt blankets now. Um, oh, they're so, they're really nice blankets. Like yeah. even Franklin, when I got mine delivered, he's like, what's this? I'm like, oh, it's a, a new blanket. And I, it ended up sitting on the couch for a minute. And then next when I walked out and Franklin's like, got it on him like a blanket. I'm like, well, it is a blanket. I'm like, it hasn't been used yet. So I'm not too concerned. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that you gave such... it to him before I used it. Yeah. <laughs> they get washed, but still. But it's such a gorgeous blanket. It's not like, you know, a plastic tarp that a lot of people think about when you think about, yeah. you know, sex sheets. And Making stuff. a mess. Yeah. But there is, there is so much that you can do. And the thing is like, I don't, I don't squirt every time, but I can still have an orgasm. Yeah. Um, so it's just knowing, it's just knowing your body, exploring, and that's really what I want to stress with with this podcast is just explore. Try those things that we recommended. Like I love the shower one. Yeah. I now, when I get out of the shower, I don't get dressed straight away. Yeah. Like I'll take that time to put my moisturizer on, but yes, move that, like use that technique. Like you mentioned, like massaging and really enjoying and thanking your body rather yeah. than just going, all right, quick, slap some moisturizer on, get dressed and fucking get going. Yeah. So it's those little moments in your day to day that you can utilize to reconnect with your body. And can we talk about just quickly for those that are in relationships? So like if you're already in a relationship and you're having pretty average sex, Something that I recommend my clients to do is to create a will, want, and won't list. So what that Ooh. means is I will do all these. I want to do these things with you and there's hands down no fucking way I will not do these things with you. Uh-huh. So this might be like a I will wear handcuffs. I really want to experience a ball gag, but there's no way I'll have anything up my butt. That could be, that could be it for you. And then you get your partner to do the same thing and you do Mm -hmm. it like you do it separately. And then you come together with the list and the Mm -hmm. aim of the game is to do way more of the will and explore the wants. So there could be a lot of wants like that could be, um, you know, the same, like you may, you may actually have never had that conversation that you both want to try certain things. 
So then you're like, okay, cool. Let's make this an experience. Schedule some sex in. I know that sounds really fucking stupid, but if sometimes if it's not scheduled in your calendar, especially a business person, then you're never actually going to fucking do it. Uh-huh. And it also means that it just means at a bare minimum, it happens once a week rather than never. You can always have yeah. more. So like yeah. put, put some time into the calendar where you actually use that time to explore rather than just having quick sex. So you actually have an hour aside as an example, and let's explore this part of the want list. You know, maybe mm-hmm. that means like going to the sex store and getting a couple of things that you've wanted to try together and having like that intention of it not being goal orientated, but just fun, like mm. just having yeah. some fun with it because you're both trying something new for the first time possibly, which can be embarrassing if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, but just make it fun and hilarious and, and, and enjoy it because who knows if you like it until after you've done it, right? Mm. So that's like, yeah. and that, that creates that fun and connection and almost like that spark at the very beginning of your relationship again when you were having sex in random places or having quickies and having lots of different types of sex and all that kind of stuff. It, it's bringing that spark back in. Um, and trust me, your partner will love it. Yeah, and it will change the dynamic of the relationship. It really will. Like, yes, yes you don't want to, you know, ride your relationship fully on sex. It's not just, you know, yeah. all based on sex, but it's a massive contributing factor. Yeah. Um, and, and if you're like, having shit sex, then you want to have better sex. If you're having no yeah. sex at all, you want to be having sex. That's exactly right. And I always get that, uh, you know, the age old, and I've said this to a couple of my male friends, I'm like, you know what the best um, – the best medicine for a headache is and they're like well i'm like an orgasm Uh and they're like what that's the biggest excuse that they use all the time is i've got a headache Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh that actually reminds me of another idea sorry i'm gonna no (laughs) that happens that happens so often and i used to use it as an excuse as well but some and, and usually it's because people and this happens a lot, especially for those that have toddlers, you know, that phase where the kids are like all over you and you just don't want to be touched at the end of the day. Yes. And that happens every single fucking day for months on end. And then you're like, Oh my God, I haven't had sex with you because my child's been all over me and it's driving me bonkers. So there's a technique that I recommend people do and it's eye gazing. I think I've told you about this cast, but I'm going to share it. Yeah. I've um, done it. I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So hold, you hold each other's hands and you look at each other's eyes and you, you keep focus on each other's eyes and you breathe in sync. So you're breathing in and out at the same time. And you continuously do that for at least one minute. And if at first, if you really got, if you like don't look into each other's eyes often, this could feel really uncomfortable, but the aim of the game is to do it for at least five minutes. So just work your way mm-hmm. up to it. And I yeah. guarantee by the, th- by the 30 second mark, you're going to start to feel the spark and the energetic pull between mm-hmm. each other. And this will help you get into the mood. It's like the foreplay to the foreplay. That's what I call it. It's like it yeah. is literally the foreplay to the foreplay because if you you like, I know I actually, because once we have sex, we love it. It's just, get, it's the same as like going to the gym. We love it once we're there and we're so happy <laughs> that we did it. But the idea of going to the gym and flogging our ass is horrible, right? It's the mm-hmm. same concept mm-hmm. of sex. It's just like, I really can't be fucked. I'm really tired. I don't want to. But then once you're in it and having really good sex, you're just like, I'm so fucking glad that I actually committed to being present. And that's the thing, like the eye gazing brings that presence back rather than thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow and that what time you have to get up, you're like bringing back to each other in that moment. 
And when your days are so busy, you may have never had that experience during that day. So Mm -hmm. eye gazing is a beautiful piece and you don't even have to have sex afterwards, but it's just a great connection tool um, to bring you back to each other before you go to bed. Yeah, and keep mindful as well of like, you know, it doesn't just have to be sex. It can just be a kiss or a touch yes, or, absolutely. you know, like a good, a solid makeout session. Like, come on, if you've got to do the fucking laundry, you can bring your partner into the fucking laundry and be like, all right, boom, let's make out on the fucking washing machine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> makeout sessions are the best. Especially yeah, when you're trying to do it like just before, like behind closed doors and there's like people in the house and they have no idea that you get like getting that yeah. fucking heavy. <laughs> so great you know mac on my face it's all good and then you walk out mac and like, straightening face. out and- <laughs> mac on my face what a name <laughs> a, but they're your favorite oh, like they're your favorite moments when you look back of your relationship and you're just like those moments that was super spur of the moment i'll never forget um <laughs> <that> ashley <laughs> ashley used to have a rule that we couldn't have sex at his grandparents house i'm saying this publicly here we go and i was like yeah i'm gonna break that rule and like the first time we ever slept over their house he's like you can't there is no way and i'm like uh too late and he was like fucking damn it I knew that was so fun like that was one of my like top five i can't even remember if it was amazing sex but the experience was like hilariously was awesome yeah i was yeah. like come on i was breaking the rules and he was like it was super fun it was almost like you're like scared you're gonna get caught and it was just so fun so like but they're the best moments they're such a, i don't even know yeah. if his grandparents know that we did that but they might now no it doesn't matter they might, yeah i'm sure they'll be listening to my podcast <laughs> <laughs> you oh, never wow. know you never know i know you never know anything's possible hey they could be having hot horny sex you wouldn't even know Oh, I know. I think I do know. I think they still have great sex, and I applauded them for that. Oh, like, good job. Love that. Love good that. job. So, thank you. Um, there is so much goodness in this podcast, um, and I will definitely link all of Ree's um like accounts and stuff in the podcast notes, and you can hit her up if you have any questions or if you want to find out more about what she does and how she helps people um you can find her online um if you have any questions or any stories that you want to share hit me up and let's chat like i love talking about this and i love encouraging and guiding with you know the knowledge that i have um and there is so much information out there now as well don't be afraid to google it don't be afraid to research it you know Yoni Pleasure Palace is a fucking insane source of information and I'll share a link in the notes as well. Um, not just in the way of like their toys and, and things like that, but there's lots of um, podcasts and information and groups and all that kind of stuff that you can find there. That's where I've really found a lot of my connection and information as well as being open and talking to my friends about it. Yeah. That's the other thing. Find the girlfriend that you can have that conversation with. Yeah, I agree. And you might actually be surprised as well. Like you might be surprised. Like for me, when I dude, I was I was so shocked that you were vanilla when you told me. I was like, you've never <laughs> experienced. I was floored. I think I went to Ashley and I was like, Cassie's like really vanilla. She's never experienced any of these things. And he was like, what? I was like, I know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I have, and that's the thing as well. Like, don't discredit the sex that you've had as well. So, for me, like squirting and now knowing more about different orgasms and stuff, like, I do not discredit the sex that I had, like, 
previously and especially the sex that I had with my husband Glenn like it was great fucking yeah, sex like sure. and we were connected and it was good sex but now and I think that happens as well as you get a bit older you just want more or less or different yeah. like you just you you grow and change yeah. and that's the thing like I thought I was having great sex with Glenn like yeah. or I didn't think I was but now there's just a different this is a different version of me it's a different, a different type version of, of me yeah. wants different things yeah um so don't think you know if you think right now that you're having great sex amazing don't beat yourself up about it yeah um but there is always ways that you could sort of add or change or tweak or explore more. Yeah. Yeah. All for right. Sure. Well, thanks, babe, for having a chat with me today. Oh, um, you had and... me at squirting, so it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? Like, why not? I don't know what I'm going to call this podcast yet. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you could just do, did she just squirt on the wall? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hitting, hitting walls. Yeah. How high can you squirt? Oh, no, that's a whole other podcast. All right, babe. Thanks heaps for joining me today. I'll chat with you again soon, I'm sure. I'm sure you will. Bye. Bye.